0: You can also gain access to our found footage show, the Weird Tape series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
3: good reason, that I've ever heard anyway, for the black apples that grow in the black orchards, or for that matter, the other inky fruits that abound around the city of Nighthead. Before the great darkness, science would have been all over these woods, categorizing and analyzing. But these days, science has better things to do, reclassifying the world, making sense of mysteries that defy more than just math. Dawn sliced a bleeding line across the horizon, and the sound of a gigantic city crawling beneath its mechanical blanket filled the air. Nighthead supplied all its citizens, free of charge, with the vaunted Caster Technology. Mechanical solar shielding installed in literally every residence and place of business, allowing for the effective negation of sunlight. The city was also equipped with some pretty advanced solar technology, which was used to help power its nightlife. The place looked downright abandoned after the transformation. A metropolitan corpse rotted to the dull gray of its metal bones. And during the day, there was certainly no missing the Pyramid of Knox. It stood up in defiance of the natural world, asserting the undeniable mystery, the transformative power of the great darkness. Isaiah appeared just before I began to worry about him. The story he told me was just another in a growing catalog of horror. I need to flesh out this image I got of a book, and there's not going to be a better time to do a sleep read than when everyone's actually sleeping, if that's what they're actually doing under all that shielding.
0: When you were poking around in Kyle's head, did you get any impressions of this Martin guy? Did he have any, I don't know, misgivings about him?
3: Martin was a pet killer of his, I think. A guy he used to send messages. I'm sure you know the type I'm talking about. I got a lot of images of murder scenes, messy ones, but nothing says he didn't trust the guy or was worried about him ripping him to pieces.
0: Well, it definitely makes sense, then, that Galturo would make him for Kyle's killer.
3: But you're not convinced, are you?
0: (sighs) No. Given the time that Galturo's guys had to find and chain Martin up at that cabin, Kyle would have bid it almost immediately following his meeting with us. You figure, if this Martin guy wants to take out his employer, he'd have eyes on him leading up to the kill.
3: So why attack him after he's already home and behind a wall of armed thugs?
0: Exactly. Of course, Goltoro doesn't know about the meat, so he didn't have all the facts when he made Martin for the killer.
3: <sighs> that all makes sense, except it makes you wonder who killed Paris and why. And naturally, given what's been going on, and Paris' recent association with us, you can't help but think it concerns this business we're into, right?
0: (laughs) You dream-reading me, sister of mine?
3: (laughs) Hardly. It's all very elementary, my dear Watson. We had to be extra careful on our way back to the hotel, as we'd stick out like a couple of sore thumbs if we walked right through the middle of an empty town. Thankfully, the black orchard ran right behind our hotel. So we just followed the wood line and snuck in through the rear entrance. The bloody audio cassette laid neatly on the bed wasn't hard to miss. Neither was the awful sugar taste that leapt into both our mouths. After we searched the room, finding no sign of break-in or perpetrator, we decided it best to just get down to it. I placed the cassette into the player.
2: What the hell are you? <laughs> look, look, I- I'm a connected guy. I-, I, uh, I-, I can get which, anything, whatever you need. You see, I, uh, what I need. <laughs> I already have what I need. I just want what I want now. A- anything, just, just name it. I-, I-, I can get it for you. All the universe pretty and plump, slathered in sugar, ready to sup. And everything you know about Baltus, Kilroy. And don't lie, or hold back, or I'll know. <laughs> A living is wonderful, isn't it? I, I, uh, I, I work for Mr., G- Mr. Galtorro. Ah, I know that already. Just get on with the Kilroy stuff, okay? Sure, sure, sure. I, I run, run security for his guests. These, um, uh, these people, r- really weird people that head over, uh, to Maros by, by boat. And why, pray tell, are they so weird? They um they usually uh, come in all cloaked, or, or dressed in really weird outfits. Um, but but they're always pretty well covered up. Yeah, but every now and then, again, I I, I get a look at them. You know, um, like they might take off a glove, or uh, I, I catch a glimpse under the hood in the moonlight, and uh, and they don't look human. I see. So weird, like your leash puller. The great and round-headed Mr. Galturo, yes. Yeah, 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 like, uh, like him, I guess. And who, precisely, is it you're protecting these weird people from... Other, um, outside groups? Outfits, uh, like the Demovici, the, 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 Gangs of Autumn, uh, uh the Daughters of, um, Batna? The, the list is pretty long. Hmm... They do sound awfully scary. And what do you know about the Lansmore, the fishy family out of Leland? Not, not much. I, I, I talk with the old man uh, a few times, uh, to, you know, to get the lay of of, of Leland. Uh, you know, so I, I could coordinate my guys with the clients um, that come through on their way to Maros. Uh, but that's about it. M- Mr. Galtoro usually handles uh, communications between uh, Nighthead and Maros. I-, I just set things up. I ma- make sure the clients get to where they're going without interruptions. That- that's it, I swear. Does your employer know you know the insomniac? <laughs> <laughs> no. N- never came up. Uh, wh- wh- why? I asked the questions. Okay. <sighs> okay. I- I'm-, I'm sorry. Sorry. When is the next client due to pass through here on their way to Maros? Tomorrow night. I wasn't given a name of the client, just that I was to um, uh, secure a passage in, in, into the mouth. Uh, that, that, that's the, the cave that leads to Leland. <laughs> <laughs> ah, brilliant! Of course! Of course! You can't have such weirdos taking blimps to Leland! <laughs> Bravo! Now, last question, Kyle. This is important, so pay attention. What do you know about Mr. Culturo and those like him? And don't pretend you don't know what I'm talking about. I, 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 uh, I was never told anything specific. Just, just sort of picked up stuff as I went along. I, I, uh, I think they come from under the city somewhere. Some some place old. Uh, honestly, um, I I've tried my best not to think about it. But if if I had to guess, I, I'd say uh, they come from a place I, I've heard a little bit about here and there. Uh, uh Ha! splendid, splendid. You did wonderful, Kyle. Quite the singing voice. Can uh, can I go? Please. Now, now, Mr. Paris, you know better than that, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I guess, I guess I do. There's a good lad!
3: just who, what in the holy hell was that?
0: I don't know. Gotta be another guy from the Esoterium. Some insurance they sent in, maybe. But I don't know why they'd share with us if that were the case. Guys like that work on their own and only after the mission's a botch. If that's not one of ours, we're in some deep trouble. Given his line of questioning, whoever he is seems to have been following our moves from the start.
3: Well, the safe money's on the guy who's been leaving that awful taste in our mouths.
0: More than likely.
3: You realize if we act on any of that, we could be walking into a trap. If not a trap set by these shadow things, then by whoever made that tape.
0: Yeah, I, I know, but my gut's telling me it's a clean lead. I, I don't know why, but...
3: You don't have to say anymore. more. I, I feel it too. Damn it
0: our mystery monster left the lead about the client and the cave just hanging there if you could lift a dream out of this guy they're bringing in it could be a gold mine
3: <sighs> yeah maybe isaiah you don't think this guy the freak on the tape i mean could be some exopath with a grudge do you
0: well it's not very likely i never left one standing or outside of a padded cell
3: I don't know if it's just me being me, but there's something familiar about the voice on that tape. Something horrible. The mechanical shutters over the windows cut off every sliver of light from the outside, which gave me the sense of sitting in a cell rather than a simulation of night. Even with all the lights on, it seemed claustrophobic. Isaiah sat in the corner of the room where the lights were weakest. He seemed lost in thought. I was about to dive into more of the notes I'd made about the case when he perked up.
0: I've always wondered where our last name comes from. I know our first names were given to us by Dr. Karras, but did they ever identify our mother? To learn our last name?
3: Since the day we were separated, and with the single exception of Isaiah, I hadn't returned to my past. That dog wasn't just sleeping, it was dead. I don't know. Why?
0: Just curious, I guess. Stroud. I always liked the sound of it. If it was our actual last name, it'd be the one thing about our past I didn't dislike. Just figured since they had you work in a new Vic that, uh... I don't know. Maybe you knew more than me.
3: Nope. I put all that stuff behind me. I try not to dwell on the past any more than I have to.
0: Not the least bit curious, huh?
3: Curiosity's best when there's a chance of finding out something you might like. I know, and so do you. There's nothing but horrible things under that rock. So why turn it over?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I guess you're right. I do wonder sometimes, though. Can't help it. Don't have a lot of control over that part of my thinking. I have this image in my head of what she looked like, you know? I even imagine what she might have sounded like.
3: Isaiah was ticking, trying to use his little corner of shadows to cover it up. This time it was his neck, his cartilage crackling as he craned his neck about, pretending to work off some stiff muscles. I get it. I guess I might be curious if she looked like me or what she sounded like.
0: So, uh, does that kind of stuff still happen in New Victoria? The, the phantom pregnancies, I mean.
3: Yeah, every now and again, when someone's foolish enough to go there and fall asleep. But where is this going, Isaiah? What do you want to ask me?
0: I... I don't know. I just heard a lot of stuff about the night plague. Didn't know how much of it was true.
3: He wanted to know what happened to our mother. What she went through, hoping maybe it wasn't as bad as the stories made out. How women, by the thousands, got pregnant and gave birth all in the same night. That what they gave birth to wasn't human. I had bad news for him. It was worse than the rumors far, far worse. I'm not sure how much of what I know really applies to our mother. She gave birth to human children, even though...
0: Even though our father wasn't human, right? Right. Well, uh, if he wasn't human, what was he, this father of ours?
3: It wasn't our father, Isaiah. They don't have children. They corrupt life, turn it into nightmares. They can't exist in the waking world, so they create proxies to work through. Monsters made from stolen flesh and nightmare. That's what we should have become. Monsters. But for whatever reason, that's not what happened with us. And that's about as far as I like to think about it.
0: The higher-ups must have taken her body, then, to examine what happened. So they must know more about her, right?
3: (sighs) Look, I have my hands... head... full of enough horror... The last thing I need or want is to invite more pain into my dreams. It's all I dreamt about after they separated us, losing my brother and not having a mother or father. It took me years to get the nightmares under control. Long, long years. So the mystery of our mother is one rabbit hole I've no desire to go down. If you do, that's fine, have at it. But for me, I'm good not knowing. Isaiah looked like I'd kicked him in the groin. Still, I probably felt even worse than him. It just came out so fast, I didn't have time to refine it. All hard edges and repressed anger. And sadness. Sorry, Isaiah. It's just...
0: I... I... I understand, Romy. Just maybe in a different way is all. But you should probably shut down for the night. Recharge. Recharge. Who knows what batshit crazy stuff we'll get up to later.
3: I could tell he was eager to go at his eyes, and I heard the small whistle he made as he grabbed his case notebook, letting it slip out as he unzipped the leather folio. It was impossible for me to imagine what it was like for him, never sleeping, never shutting down. I didn't know which of us had it worse. But I suspected the distinction between freezing and burning to death was pretty arbitrary. When all was said and done, we were both screwed. But my brother was right. My mind was frazzled and I needed to drop into sleep. Soak my brain for a while. (sighs) Even if this most recent conversation would likely raise more than its fair share of ghosts. REM sleep was always tricky for me when my awareness was diffuse enough to negate my will, remand me to the drift of memory and emotion. Whenever I woke up, it was like that first breath after nearly drowning. If I was lucky, I could figure out who and where I was before my first cup of coffee, but I had to sleep. There was no way around it. The more tired I got, the more susceptible to the call of delusion and paranoia I became. So I shut off the light and let myself go. As I dissolved into sleep, I could hear, feel the old dream coming back for me. The moaning, hopeless women of New Victoria. They were piled all around me, naked, sweating bodies, stuffed with horror. All of them clutching their impossibly swollen bellies, the germinating things within clawing at their guts as much as their minds, their sanity. The wide ruin of an abandoned warehouse hemming us in, its walls soiled and fly-specked. Even the light felt greasy where it fell across me. Some people, the rude ones, called places like this henhouses, where mothers to horrible things were sheltered while they screamed and died giving birth. Her voice was a sour breeze. My faceless mother. She squatted in a pile of squirming afterbirth. My infant brother pressed to her rotting breasts. Rosemary, rosemary Rosemary, Rosemary, dear, dear. come Come here. here come Come to me me. come to your mother mother. come and see your brother i want to look look upon upon the both of you hold Hold you close close. in my cold dead arms (laughs) 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 mom mom, please (laughs) please, please, no
4: Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld. Sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone, and the Sleep-Wake Cycle theme song was written and performed by Sean Zeller. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. And if you'd like to know more about the world of the Sleep-Wake Cycle and contribute to its nightmarish expansion... Visit us at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia, where you can gain access to all sorts of art, mythology, stories, and more. For more information about the sleep-wake cycle and the larger world of Maltopia, head over to Maltopia.com. Hold up.